It's October 13, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and it's time for KYM Live. My guest feels like she's in a movie when she looks out the window on a train. She's been referred to as the kindest and most stylish person in pro wrestling media, and apparently she despises candy corn. She <laughs> is the host of the podcast, A Wrestling Gal. This is Ella J. Ella, how oh. are you? I'm fantastic. Now, I must say, I did not label myself the most stylish in pro wrestling. I will say I up my game if I'm traveling, but yep. most of the time I'm just wearing like legging, leggings and a sweatshirt, to be honest. And I knew, yeah, and I knew that wasn't a self-professed thing. I knew yeah. that this was somebody else calling you yeah. that. So I always, I, I told her off the air, I always do my research. I want good stuff in the intro. So, uh, so hopefully I was able to pop you a little bit. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, get in your super chats if you want to get your question or statement read on the air. If you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com, leave a question or statement anytime, and we'll read it on the air. Ella, I got seven good ones again. You ready to go? Let's go, Jimmy. All right, the first one, story number seven, reported by the National Post. Wait till you see the video on this one. So there is a transgender high school teacher working in Ontario, Canada, who created some controversy after a video went viral of this teacher in shop class. Ella J., what was so controversial about this teacher? Oh, gosh. In shop class. Could it be maybe something that... Who um I don't I want to get their pronouns correctly. Did they specify their pronouns in the um article just before? They did not. It is a it is a man transitioning to a woman. Okay, so she maybe she sculpted something like obscene in shop class. I mean, if it's like wood shop, maybe it was something maybe inappropriate for it. I'm gonna go with that. So she was wearing enormous prosthetic boobs with visible nipples poking through her shirt. We got video of it, courtesy of Hoist Lopez. Check this out. Now, after that went viral, the school, which is the Oakville Tra uh, Travolger High School in Oakville, Ontario, Canada, they sent out a letter to parents implying that it's illegal to even suggest that the garb that the teacher is wearing may be inappropriate uh, equating the teacher's controversial decision to wear those breasts with the right to identify as transgender. That letter in itself caused controversy because the school has a dress code. And in that dress code, it says that students must refrain from wearing clothing that exposes or makes visible nipples and genitals. And so we got a picture too, by the way, of the teacher, courtesy of BlogTO. There is another day of the teacher wearing the same outfit. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, well-endowed transgender shop teacher? The school dress code, I feel like that brings me back to like high school and all of that. I I mean, dress however you want, um, keeping in mind a professional environment too. I don't know if there was a possibility to like wear a bra or anything to appease the dress code. Although sometimes like it wasn't even cut low or anything. It was right. just you could see her nipples. So maybe for me, that would really would have been the only issue. I think that might have appeased the dress code is just making sure that your nipples like weren't piercing through. But from what the outfit looked like there was nothing like revealing or anything like that for me i feel like maybe just appeasing the nipple situation what if i feel like solved it got you so hide the nipple just hide the nipple. yeah 
just just you know just so you keep your job in the um school department i trust me uh i have fell victim to the school dress code and all of that a couple of times it's not the best times but i guess if you want to keep your job uh-huh. keep keeping the nipples just while you're at work <laughs> exactly exactly tape them up tape them up <laughs> So can you describe, you know, every, every story that I do, I ask a question somehow related to the story, right? And this first one, I'm going to go a little easy on you. Can you describe your most favorite or least favorite teacher and why you like them or didn't like them? Um, okay. So I feel like my favorite teacher, um, which is really sad actually, cause he passed away a couple months ago. It was in high school. Um, it was kind of similar to Woodshop. However, it was called design and drawing for production where we like drafted up blueprints. It's like engineering essentially. Uh-huh. Um, and in the first half of the year, we would draw, we would hand draw blueprints. And then on the second half of the year, we take it digitally to create um, 3d blueprints. And so for me, I guess I was just naturally good at that, but he was so funny and you, I feel like you could relate to him on a level too. And like, I would literally in my senior year, then literally just go hang out in his rooms in all my study halls he would let me hang out there so i would just chill in his room and he was just he was great i miss him i'm sad he passed away but yeah that is sad yeah he had a lot of faith in me too and i ultimately didn't end up doing anything in engineering i was good at it but for me i feel like he was just so personable and relatable and really understood like the kids and their our, our mentality in high school like that you know something when i was in high school i was a smart ass and I know that I was difficult on the teacher sometimes because I was a smart ass. My favorite teacher was a guy named Mr. Hall because he always gave it back to me. And, yeah, that, that right? was the same way with Mr. Connor, who was, was my favorite. He would give it right back to me. Yes. He, he would call me a dippy do. And right. he would go. And in my um my senior year high school, he's like, don't revert to being back to a freshman when you were stupid. <laughs> like, there you go. Though, and so even though I was an honors kid, you know, he he's great. I miss him. So anybody watching this, if you have employees or anybody that you know reports to you or anything, and if they're a pain in the ass or they're a smart ass with you just be a smart ass back and you'll be shocked at how respected you will be if you do that and i don't know why it is but i respect i remember one time if i would answer a question if it was like you know they'd write the answers on the board and if i would write a question or give answer a question the whole board could be empty and he would write my answer in like this big of letters at the bottom right corner of the board even if the whole board was empty and i loved it i thought it was hilarious so those were the best teachers that you could like have fun with Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. All right. Let's move on to story number six reported by today. So you know how the real estate market has tanked over this last year, right? And, And rates are going up. We're dealing with inflation. There's one real estate agent in New Hampshire. His name is Tommy Baldick. And he came up with an idea for a house that he listed that got him a lot of attention. Ella J, what did this real estate agent do? In New Jersey. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So I don't know. I saw something on TikTok go viral. It might have not been this, where the home was accidentally listed for $110 <laughs> instead of $110,000. They missed a couple of zeros until it went viral. Then they corrected it. I don't know if that's the one I saw, but I'm just going to stick with it. That's not the one, but that's also pretty awesome. I bet they got a lot of offers yeah, on that they one. Did. So no, in this case, what happened was somebody was dressed up as Michael Myers and they were added to every photo on the listing. (laughs) And we've got pictures courtesy of Tommy Boldick on Facebook. Check this out. You can see he's just hidden in every photo. 
Mr. Bullock said the listing was a collaboration between himself and the sellers. He said they thought it'd be a fun way to make people laugh. Now, I'm not sure if the house has sold, but at last check, they had over 70,000 views on the listing as a result of this idea. Look at that. Every shot he's hiding somewhere. Look at it's. I think it's beautiful. If you were looking for a home, and if you came across that listing and you saw Michael Myers in those photos, would that spark your interest or would that turn you off? Um, I feel like now is definitely the best time to do it since they're playing to the season that we're in right now is Halloween. I feel like if it was it was if it was around Christmas time, it wouldn't necessarily work. So I feel like you have to keep in mind to the time frame that they're putting up this house where it's yes. fall right now. You know, Halloween's coming up. I don't know if it would nece- necessarily turn me away. I think I would definitely appreciate the kind of comedic value to that and the art in there and the history with Michael Myers and that mm-hmm. whole like horror genre. Um, I think I would ask a couple follow-up questions if there was any like murders in this house prior <laughs> i think that would maybe have a little light bulb go off in my head i would want some questions answered first but i would definitely be interested in learning more about the house for sure fascinating so you look for chalk lines <laughs> yeah. basically so is there a character that terrified you as a child and now that you're an adult they still terrify you <laughs> Um, so (laughs) I was, I should not have watched this. I think I was like 10 or 11 when my like dad put it on was the original exorcist. Okay. Um, I feel like I appreciate it still, but I think I'm still traumatized from watching it so young. Granted it was the original one. So I feel like it was even more gruesome and scarier than norm than like today I'm used to. So for me, I'm still like, eh, even if I still watch it back, I think I'm still traumatized from being so young and it kind of does scare me out though. I do like horror movies in general. Yeah. That one, I think back to my childhood. I feel like fascinating. So let's say that you, I don't know if you still go trick or treating or or anything like that, but let's say you did. And let's say you go to a house and the door opens. I don't remember the name of the actress that played the the girl in the exorcist, but let's say you open the, they open the door and that girl is standing there and you know, she's holding the candy in her hand, but her head starts spinning. Are you like getting the candy or are you out? I'm, I'm booking it, Jimmy, (laughs) unless, unless they have like my favorite Twix candy there, (laughs) then I'm booking it. (laughs) <laughs> amazing all right reminder guys get in your super chats to get your question or statement read on the air or if you can't cast the show live or if you don't want to donate through youtube go to kynchat.com leave a contribution and we'll read it on the next show let's go on to story number five reported by art daily now i feel like you have an appreciation for art uh and so i'm curious how you're going to feel about this one so In the past on this podcast, we have talked about art that was created by somebody in a gallery that was pretty ridiculous, and they were asking thousands of dollars for it. Like there was a guy that took a pickle from McDonald's burger, flung it onto a ceiling, and that was art. There was another guy that duct taped a banana to a wall, and that was art. This time around, there's a British artist. The guy's name is Gavin Turk. He launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund his latest piece of art. He then put the art for sale outside the Tate Modern Art Gallery in London, England. Ella J., what is this piece of art being sold by Gavin Turk? So the first thing that came to mind, his name is Turk. Maybe I was just thinking of turd and was thinking a toilet because I think there's some art in the past. Ironically, I was just at the New York State Museum over the weekend. So that was a fun time. Um, For some reason, I was just thinking a a toilet was the first thing that came to mind. So you're kind of close, actually. 
So Mr. Gavin Turk is selling aluminum cans of his own piss. We have picks, Joel. I'm telling you, his last name is actually Turd, not Turd. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they cost 500 British pounds a can, which is about 555 US dollars. That's Gavin Turk next to the can right there. These are limited edition. There's a thousand available to buy. A thousand available to buy. There's the refrigerator, because of course you want to keep them refrigerated. Turk says the project is a homage to art history, in particular Manzoni's 1961 Murda d'Artista, in which the Italian artist challenged the idea of modern art by selling tins of his own excrement for their weight in gold. I'm not an art guy. I don't appreciate this. I don't see whatever the hell this guy sees. Do you appreciate the guy's got cans of urine outside the art gallery there in London, England? I mean, more more power to him. I feel like it's kind of on a similar wavelength of people selling, of streamers selling their own bath water that people actually buy. You know, there's a market out there for some people. And I mean, make that dough, Mr. Turk. I mean, I got, I mean, do, am I a fan of it? No, I personally wouldn't buy it, but you got to respect the hustle. He's, he's make, he's clearly selling some of them. So, I mean, Make that chinkle chingle, Mr. Turk. <laughs> now, I'm guessing that the people selling their bath water have a different target audience than yes. Gavin Turk does. But either way, if the dude is selling cans of piss, good for him. I mean, he's found a market that I guess I haven't. <laughs> what is what is the weirdest thing that you have ever purchased in a can? In a can? I don't think I've ever purchased. I'm a picky eater too. Yep. So I don't think I've necessarily purchased. I mean, like, I guess the joke, like can of worms, like around April fool's day, like the prank one, oh, that's the like one that can pops of worms. out. Yeah. I think that might be the weirdest thing I've purchased. All the other stuff is just like normal, like, like pop or like food. I feel like it's never been anything crazy to be honest. So, you know, you're an honorary Canadian. You're, you're in yeah. Buffalo, New York, which is very close. Have you ever been to the CN tower in Toronto? I have not. I have. Not. I think I might have seen it from far. I've not been to Toronto in literally a decade. Yeah, I yeah. used to go like every single year in my childhood, but I have not been there in a decade. I think I've seen it from afar, but never up close. So I'm pretty sure that I bought a can of stuffed moose. I'm pretty sure it was like a stuffed moose, CN Tower moose, and it came in a tin can. And I don't know why they sell the thing in a tin can. But that's just what they do. I guess because it's easy to stack. Kind of horrible. That's the reason. To be honest. Yeah, that's what they did. I don't know, but it's it's now it's not moose piss. It wasn't moose piss. That's good. So I want to make that clear. All right, let's go on to story number four, reported by the New York Daily Paper. This is a good one too. So you know that Queen Elizabeth passed away recently, and countries that are members of the British Commonwealth, Canada being one of them. They have to change their money, which currently features the queen, in order to feature King Charles. This is something that they're all going to have to do. One of those countries is Australia. And there are people there who are not happy with this. They're not happy that they got to take the queen off their money and they got to put King Charles on there instead. A petition was formally launched with the Parliament of Australia because they want to put somebody else on the $5 Aussie note Instead of King Charles, the closing date to get signatures on this petition is October 26th because this is real. Ella J, who do people want to see on the $5 Aussie note instead of King Charles in Australia? I'm trying to think of like Australians. Um, the first person, she's not even Australian, but I thought I'm just going to stick with Britney Spears because I think that'd be iconic. <laughs> Britney Spears in Australia. Fascinating. So, no, they want the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin 
put on there. Really? Yeah, here's a screenshot of the oh, official petition. Yeah. So that is the official petition, courtesy of the Parliament of Australia, to put Steve Irwin on the new $5 notes. And some news outlets have come up with illustrations of the proposed new bill. Here's one from Sky News. You got the Sky News one? Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> and here's one courtesy of the New York Daily Paper. Do you got that one? <laughs> <laughs> Those are cool, though, and I, I know Bindi would appreciate that, too, I'm sure. Uh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So pretend that America is a British Commonwealth country. And so America, pretend, has to take the queen off the money, and they got to put somebody else on there instead. You might have maybe just given your answer, but <laughs> who would you want to see on American money if America was a British Commonwealth country instead of, instead of uh, King Charles? Who's an American icon? I feel like it would have to be, you know, I'm not like, I, I do love Britney Spears. I think like she's an American icon though. And she's overcome so much in her life. And there was a lot of support around her um, with everything that happened to her over the last couple of years. So why not Britney Spears? All right. Being Canadian and because Canada is a Commonwealth country, I'm going breath the Hitman heart. How's that? Breath the Hitman heart. I would rather see him on a $10 bill than King Charles. So, you know, Trudeau, get it done. Let's go on to story number three, reported by LinkedIn. This is interesting. So there's a girl out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Her name is Carly Blackburn. She posted her story about wanting to get a job at Nike. That's her dream, to get a job at Nike. But they're not currently hiring for her position. So she came up with an idea in an effort to try to score that interview. Ella J., what do you think she did to try to get an interview at Nike? <laughs> Maybe set up like a, a petition? Kind of, you know, how I don't know, maybe a petition or like a GoFundMe or something to get to for people to see that she has support behind her. I don't know, start a petition. I thought you were going to say she wants Air Jordan on the $5 bill or something like that. Maybe. So, what she did was she sent them a cake with an edible picture of her resume on the top of it. We have a picture of the cake. Go ahead, Joel. There it is right there. Full resume, everything on the top of the cake. Now, I don't know if she got the interview, but she did say that as a result of posting that story, she got a lot of offers for other jobs. And so in the end, it might have worked out because, you know, she might have got somebody else's attention. What are your thoughts on somebody sending a cake to a prospective employer? If you were a recruiter and if somebody sent you a cake, what, what would you think about that? Would that like, you know, want you to bring them in for an interview or would you be like, they're trying too hard? Um, I feel like since it's especially Nike where it's a big company where like this, they probably have thousands and thousands of applicants going in each day. I feel like it would definitely send a message that that person definitely has the passion and the drive that they want to get their foot in the door and they're very enthusiastic about it. So I think I would definitely take notice and actually look at it before actually eating the cake. It kind of serves a dual purpose. One, I mean, that's your lunch for the day, but also you get a perspective. Um, you get a perspective. What, what's it called? Worker right there in front of you. You don't even even have to read an email you can just read it and eat it as you're reading it did you just say that's your lunch for the day yeah the cake a cake is your lunch for the day <laughs> listen i have terrible eating habits jimmy you have literally no idea i my eating and sleeping schedule is so whack and plus i do love cake so uh -huh. that might even be my dinner too as well so I, when I used to, I used to own a marketing company and I would have prospective vendors or people that wanted to become vendors. They would send me stuff yeah. like cupcakes and stuff like that. I never actually consumed 
any of it because I don't know these people. I don't know if it could be a competitor trying to fuck with me. You know what I mean? So I've never, I've never consumed anything that was ever sent to me. And if that girl sent me the cake, I would probably just put it in the boardroom or the kitchen. And I'd be like, Hey guys, go at it. But I wouldn't touch it. I just don't think I would. Fair enough. I mean, you have more of a knowledge and more, um, recruiting experience than I would. So that's the wisdom there for you. (laughs) There you go. Well, what is the greatest length that you have ever gone to? in an effort to land a job or an interview or something that you really wanted? What is the greatest length you've ever gone? I don't think I've done anything crazy. I just think that I've like emailed people and then went out on social media to try and tweet them to it. I'm also one where I don't want to look like too desperate or anything. I kind of want to save some face and some dignity too as well. So I haven't done anything as crazy as that. It might've just been multiple emails or like going out on Twitter publicly to try and get their attention. I think that would be the craziest thing is going out on Twitter and adding them and trying to get their attention, to be honest. Interesting. Interesting. So I one time was trying to get more budget from a client and I did a little bit of the Google And I found out that he was really into books. And this was back, I'm an old guy. This is back when Amazon was mostly selling books. And so I sent him a $1,000 Amazon gift card. uh, And I included a note just saying, hey, I know that you're a a lover of books, so have at it kind of thing. The following quarter, I got his entire budget on, on on the campaign that I was looking to get. So sometimes it works. I'm not suggesting in wrestling media that you want to pay somebody off, but sometimes it works. Well, how can I pay you off, Jimmy? (laughs) Uh, Time for me to kind of move on. Final (laughs) reminder. Final reminder. Get in your super chats to have your question or statement run on the air or go to kynchat.com. Leave a contribution at any time and we'll read your question or statement on the next show. Let's go to story number two. Oh, wait till you see this one. Story number two reported by Wales Online. So there is a 43-year-old man out of the UK. His name is Johnny O'Connell. And he went to an Aldi grocery store and he bought a bag of pears, among other things. And then as he's unpacking the groceries, he felt like a snack. You know, he felt a little bit peckish. And he thought, well, I just got this bag of pears, so might as well just go ahead and have a, uh, have a pear. He opened up the bag. He found something he didn't expect. Ella J., what did he find? I feel like it could be one of two things. Either one, freakishly, I would be terrified if there was a spider in there. But uh-huh. also, maybe... Maybe somebody found some money in there, like a hundred dollar bill or something. That probably probably is more likely an insect or something that's not as pleasant. I would be terrified if there was a spider, though. <laughs> the money would be very interesting. I'd want to know how the hell did that get into a bag yeah. of pears? No, yeah. what happened is one of the pears looked exactly like a penis. We got a picture of it. Go <laughs> ahead, Joel. There it is, right there. As soon as he saw it, he remarked, "There's no way I'm eating that." He took pictures of it. He posted them on social media. They went viral. He said, moving forward, he's going to do the old squeeze test on the bags of vegetables that he buys to prevent another rude discovery. Now, I do I do have to say, I question if there might be some shenanigans. Uh, Joel, put up that second shot with the tape measure. So... <laughs> 
six inches the american average <laughs> i yeah i'm questioning if he drew the tip in like that you see that line going yes. across yeah i'm questioning if he drew that in in order to help with the pics going viral mm. i don't know what are your thoughts on this uncanny resemblance what do you think do you, um, think do you think he did manipulate that or do you think he pulled that right out of the bag. Well, I don't want to get you demonetized for also resembling the squeeze test right now. Um, so I, I there had to have been that had to have been somehow genetically like modified or somehow I, they can't sculpt them, but somebody did something to sabotage that pair. I do think that it was legit and it they make manufacturing mistakes all the time. Trust me, my shoot job was in retail. We saw a plethora of them. So I don't I don't know. I think I think somebody messed up somewhere, but it made for good viral moments. I do think that line, though, that he drew is definitely like he did it himself. Though. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, it looks like it. And, so and the little hole on top. But <laughs> you had to get extra descriptive, didn't you? I did. <laughs> had to do that. So have you ever saved a food item for any length of time because you thought that it resembled something else? Hmm. I mean, I have, I don't, hmm. I don't think I have per se. I've seen like, I've seen like on like in shows and stuff, like chips have been shaped like something weird. I can't say that I have Jimmy, but maybe now I need to do the squeeze test at the local grocery market to see now. Yeah. But you're in social media. You might want to do that because you're looking for the pair of penis. You know That's what I mean? True. That's yeah. True. Whatever you got to do. So you didn't have any pieces of toast and Jesus magically on the toast. Like none of that happened. No, ironically though, I just watched, I was just watching something on Netflix and the pizza, there's Jesus literally shaped in the pizza. <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. It is time for story number one already. Time flies when we're doing this story. Number one reported by times now digital. Check this one out. So there is a popular YouTuber out of Japan uh, he goes by the name Hajimi. He's got millions of followers, this guy. He recently decided to paint the walls of a room with a kind of paint called Musu Black. It's considered one of the blackest paints in the world because it absorbs 99.4% of visible light. We have a clip from his YouTube page of what the room looks like with this black paint on it. Uh, put that up, Joel. So there he is showing off what it looks like. He closes the door and... Yeah, the room basically disappears. There's, as, as they say, it absorbs most of the light, and that's the kind of, of paint that it is. Now, after he painted the room in that fancy paint, and Joel went ahead and put up the other photo uh, video. Thanks, Joel. You're supposed to wait. But now you got the answer. After he painted the room in that fancy paint, he decided to do something else. You just saw what he did because Joel put it up. He painted himself with the paint because he wanted to see if he could turn into a silhouette. Put up that video again, Joel, the second video. Oh, I guess Joel did it all as one shot, I guess. So there's the paint right there. And you see again how it completely... And there he is. He decided to put the paint on in order to create a suit. Look at that. I hope that that's not toxic. That's my only concern. Yeah. Right so, well, you know, it's all about the clickety-clacks, Ella. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the clickety-clacks. We also have pictures that show the result. And I question if these were Photoshopped. But... Put up the pictures, Joe. Look at this. He claims that these are real uh, with him wearing that paint. He claims they're real shots. Look at that. Mm. He basically disappears in those shots. So 
I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of uh, of him with this uh, invisible paint? Well, one, like I said, I hope he doesn't end up in the hospital. Like there could be some toxins in it where you're not supposed to like absorb it into your skin or like accidentally digest it. Um, the, I feel like the second one looked the most natural out of those photos. The first one for yes. sure looks photoshopped to yes. me. The second one looked the most natural out of there. And then the third one with him at the beach and pointing was kind of eh. The first yeah. one looks definitely photoshopped though to me. I thought so too. I thought so too. So if you had a superpower... And your superpower was that you were able to blend in with the shadows. You know, you're a bit, you're basically able to be invisible at night. What is the first thing that you would do if you had that superpower? Oh my goodness. Oh, there's a have lot you, of things that I have could you seen do. Hollow man. You ever seen hollow man? No, I've not. Okay. Okay. Cause he basically was invisible all the time. And so he did a lot of shenanigans, Kevin Bacon's in that, but in your case, you'd be invisible at night at night you blend in. So what would you do? You know what I might do? Um, if there's concerts going on that I can't afford to, I would just sneak into the concerts because concert tickets um, are so expensive, especially for certain ones. I think I would just sneak into concerts. Very interesting. So you'd be sitting there for three hours. I'm assuming naked because like, that's the only way that this dude, that's the only way this dude is able to make the paint work. So you're sitting at a weekend. Who do you like the weekend? Like who, who would you go to see in concert? That's I, I do like the weekend. Um, Katy Perry is my favorite. Okay. Artist there you go. So there you go. I would in a heartbeat. Okay, cool. So you're sitting in the bleachers, stark naked in black paint, but you got your ticket for free. So yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, we're done already. I want to thank our guest, Ella J. Tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. You can find me where it said down below at it's Ella J on Twitter. Um, like Jimmy said at the beginning, I'm officially now full time in wrestling media. Good for you. I'm working a lot, doing a lot of things. Um, most recently, though, I will be starting a news writing with Wrestling Inc. So that's going to be super exciting and expanding my roles in a couple of other things. Um, more details to come. But for right now, you can follow me most easily on Twitter at it's Ella J. All right, that'll do it for KYN Live. Tune in next Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern time for more silliness that's totally real. Until then, bye for now.